0: Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Person Podcast, a twice-monthly podcast for people who experience the world intensely. Join me on a journey of acceptance of our highly sensitive person traits. Welcome to Episode 63 of the Highly Sensitive Person Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly. This is a show for people who have sensory processing sensitivity. I share stories, reflections, and personal experiences about the benefits and struggles of being highly sensitive, from my perspective. Today's episode is about something really important to me right now, and I hope I'm able to express what I want to express in a way that can help people. It's about how it's so normal nowadays to brag about how busy we are, and how that bragging, especially on social media... It makes us compare ourselves to other people's curated images of themselves, and that leads us to feel really bad about ourselves. And uh, that's actually the whole show in a nutshell. There were a few things that inspired me to talk about this topic. A few days ago, an acquaintance of mine, who is an independent entrepreneur, and I've done some writing and editing work for her in the past, well, she emailed me to ask me to do some work, and she wrote in her email, she said, I feel like I'm drowning. And it was kind of surprising because in the past, you know, we've always been friendly but professional and we've never really talked about feelings or anything. So it made me sad to hear that because it sounds like there might be some struggle going on there behind the scenes. And to hear that someone I know is struggling just makes me a little bit sad. And I totally relate to the feeling of drowning too. For me, I have battled with that feeling that I'm never accomplishing enough every day. In the morning, I'll wake up, and my brain immediately starts running through a hundred things that I need to do, and I'll tell myself, okay, today I'm going to get so much done. Yet, almost every day, at the end of the day, I feel like I didn't. I feel behind yet again, like I'm not catching up, and well, I guess tomorrow I'll really hit it hard, and then I'll get stuff done. But this is a terrible way to operate because then you feel bad every day. Then another acquaintance of mine wrote to me, quote, I almost always feel like a failure because I can't possibly do all the things I should do. That was a really powerful thing for me to hear in personal because I completely relate. I feel like I've thought that exact same thought before. It made me realize that I'm not the only one who feels that way. So that's why I wanted to talk about this today. I felt inspired to try to give a a little bit of a pep talk, I guess, to people who work for themselves and also feel this feeling of underachievement. And I think this can also relate to parents who are often bombarded with messages that they should be doing more for their child and kind of competing with other parents who seemingly have a perfect life with everything organized and figured out. So many of these feelings of inadequacy come from social media. And we know this already. I know I'm not telling you anything new. We all know that everyone puts forward a curated image of perfection and happiness on their Instagram feed or in their Facebook photos. Even though we know that, we still can't help but compare ourselves to this endless stream of perfect imagery. Look how much they travel. Look how beautiful his photos always are and how put together her family is. Look how successful he is. There are countless articles out there about how comparing our lives to our friends, family, and strangers on social media makes us sad because we're comparing ourselves to non-reality. It's like looking at a touched-up photo of a gorgeous supermodel and then feeling bad about our bodies because we don't look like her. It's not reality anyway. But there's another aspect to this that is also damaging— Because I work for myself, I follow a few Facebook groups and entrepreneurship and kind of the celebrity entrepreneur people like the Gary Vaynerchuks and Marie Forleo's of the world. One of the groups I'm in in particular has this really gung-ho attitude, like you should achieve your entrepreneurial dreams no matter what. I'm going to read you a post from a member of this group. It's kind of long, but here we go. I've been busting my butt working 7am to 4pm, sometimes 7 to 6 with no lunch break, putting out 3 episodes per week of my podcast without missing a single day, growing my Facebook community and social media profiles, building a side hustle business that is quickly growing, and renovating my house to sell it. It's really hard. I average about 3-4 to hours sleep per night and maybe 1-2 to hours of waking time are spent on non-work activities. I take my laptop to work with me so I can work on my side hustle during my lunch break. I listen to entrepreneurship podcasts while in the shower, working on the house, and on my way to and from work so I can continue to learn from others who've gone before me. I say no when friends invite me out for drinks so I can spend my Friday nights working on projects for my clients instead. My husband gets genuinely excited when I finally stop long enough to watch a single episode of a TV show with him during the dinner he has made because it's the only time we really get with each other. But it will be worth it. This pain and struggle is temporary. The pain and regret of never living the life you were meant to live is permanent. End quote. Okay, so how do you feel about this? What are your reactions to what I just read? My first reaction was Oh my God, this woman is going to have a breakdown. <laughs> it sounds like a recipe for a mental and physical breakdown. But at the same time, I get it. She's trying to build her own business and eventually quit her day job. So maybe this struggle is temporary, as she says. Or is it? Even if she builds this business and quits her day job, is there really some magical day in the future when she's, quote, made it and can sit back and relax? I doubt it. But what concerns me the most about this entire thing is why do we feel the need to post things like this on social media? It's just bragging. She's bragging about how hard she's working and hustling. Maybe it makes her feel good that all these people liked her post and complimented how hard she's working, but what about everyone else who reads this, including me, and thinks, dang, I'm not working that hard. Look at this person. She's giving everything she can. She's trying to reach her full potential. And look at me. I'm a failure. I'm never going to achieve my goals. I have all this potential and I'm just wasting it compared to this person. That's the danger here. Posts like these, these kinds of bragging about personal business success, are another form of curated image that people put out into the world. The same as lots of beautiful vacation photos or perfect photos of families having fun together or the perfect outfit or perfect hairstyle or perfect makeup. We compare ourselves to these people and feel inferior. The entire point of this episode is really simple. I just want you to know That if you feel like you're drowning, you feel like you never get enough done every day, and you look at all these other people online who are achieving their dreams and creating businesses or have their kids and their families' lives and activities perfectly planned out with a sparkling clean house and having fun on extravagant vacations all the time, you need to know that that's mostly a lie. I guarantee you, almost every one of these people who brags about whatever, their life isn't perfect. It's so easy to put out an image of perfection on social media, even if your life is in shambles. You can be depressed, in debt, unemployed or underemployed, an insomniac or just sitting around watching TV all day long and still put out a polished and still put out a polished image and still put out a polished. Seriously, dog, you're going to bark right now when I am trying to basically deliver the main point of this entire show. My point is, please stop beating yourself up. Stop comparing yourself and feeling like you aren't doing enough. Stop with the shoulds. Try not to think things like, Oh, I should be exercising every day. Why am I so lazy? I should be making more money. I should have what my friends have. Shoulds don't help you in any way except to give you guilt. So instead of like, Oh, I should be exercising every day. You could think, I'm going to exercise every day, or I'm going to try to exercise every day. And if I don't, that's okay. I have a story I want to tell you, and you may have heard this before. It's the parable of the Mexican fisherman and the American investment banker. It's about enjoying life and having happiness now in the moment. I don't know who originally wrote this, but here's the story. An American investment banker was at the pier of a small coastal Mexican village when a little boat with just one fisherman docked. Inside the small boat were some big yellowfin tuna. The investment banker complimented the fisherman on the quality of his fish and asked him how long it took to catch them. And the fisherman said, oh, only a little while. The American then asked, well, why didn't you stay out longer and catch more fish? The fisherman said he had enough to support his family's immediate needs. The American then asked, "'Well, but what do you do with the rest of your time?' The fisherman said, "'I sleep late, fish a little, play with my kids, spend time with my wife, stroll into the village every evening where I sip wine and play guitar with my friends. I have a full and busy life.' The American scoffed. "'I'm a Harvard MBA, and I can help you. You should spend more time fishing and with the proceeds, buy a bigger boat. With the proceeds from the bigger boat, you could buy several boats, and eventually you would have a fleet of fishing boats.' Instead of selling your fish to a middleman, you would sell directly to the processor, eventually opening your own cannery. You would control the product, processing, and distribution. You would need to leave this small coastal fishing village and move to Mexico City, then LA, and then eventually New York City, where you will run your expanding empire. The fisherman asked, but how long will that all take? The American replied, "Mm, 15 to 20 years. The fisherman says, but what then? The American laughed and said, that's the best part. When the time is right, you would announce an IPO and sell your company stock to the public and become really rich. You would make millions. The fisherman says, millions? Then what? The American said, then you would retire, move to a small coastal fishing village where you would sleep late, fish a little, play with your kids, spend time with your wife, stroll to the village in the evenings where you could sip wine and play guitar with your friends. That's it. Great story, right? So often we are reaching and reaching for some future happiness, but neglecting to enjoy what we have right now. A trap that is easy to fall into is thinking about how, well, in the future, I'll have my life together and then I'll be happy. Then I'll have what I need and want and be content. But the problem is, it never is the future. It's always right now. We seek something permanent, something solid in our lives. And that's when we feel anxious and like we aren't achieving enough, when we don't have assurance that everything is going to be okay. But there's never going to be assurance that everything's okay. It reminds me a little bit of the book, The Unbearable Lightness of Being by Milan Kundera. I may have talked about this book before, but one of the messages in the book is about how people crave freedom, a lightness, a freedom from restrictions and obligations. But when we achieve that, we then want weight. Because floating around aimlessly with no direction makes us yearn for something to hold us down, a purpose, to feel grounded. It makes me think about never being content, always wanting the other thing. When we are aimless and free, we want purpose. When we are weighed down by obligations, we want freedom. It's up to us to find a way to be happy right now, regardless of our situation, our weight or lightness. In the next episode, I hope to delve much further into the idea of how to be happy. I have an interview scheduled with Oliver Berkman that I am so excited about. He wrote a life-changing book, for me anyway, called The Antidote, Happiness for People Who Can't Stand Positive Thinking. If you have related to anything I talked about today, I highly recommend you check this book out. So I'll have Oliver on the show talking about the negative path to happiness, so stay tuned for that one in about two weeks, assuming everything goes as planned. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can check out the show notes for this episode at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 6363. While you're there, you can sign up for my twice-monthly newsletter, which will notify you of new blog posts, podcast episodes, and curated interesting HSP news. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support it financially, then please become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash HSP. You can support the show by giving a donation in any amount. Even one dollar is great. That's patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash HSP. And I would like to thank the newest patron, Olaf. Thank you so much. Lastly, please support the show by rating it on iTunes. You can do that by going to highlysensitiveperson.net slash iTunes. If you've never done an iTunes review before, don't feel bad because it's a little tricky. I have a handy instructional video at highlysensitiveperson.net slash HSP podcast. iTunes reviews are the number one way to help other people discover the show. Thank you so much for listening.